Hey everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. Welcome everybody. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. How exciting is that? You know what I'm, I'm thankful thrilled. for? What? <laughs> what? You, you just went into it. You were trying to think of something funny to say. What? I don't know. I was I got nothing. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even have anything? Nope. There's nothing in my life to be thankful for. I am thankful for both of you. This is... Ugh. Ugh. I'm thankful for all of our listeners. All four of you. Who listen to this show. <laughs> we very much Does appreciate Does that include the three in the room? The three in the room I actually and my don't, mom. I actually don't listen to the show. Oh, really? I don't listen no. to the show either. I edit the show and then I don't want to listen to uh, it. That's fair. That makes sense. I listen to it. My mom listens to it. Yeah. Uh, the end. <laughs> All right. Cool. No, you said that our numbers have gotten good. Uh, no one can prove it but me. Our, yeah. uh, I, I have a couple friends who listen to this. Really? Yeah. Me and my mom. Shout out to them. <laughs> no, we have them. people. We got people. We got peeps. But yeah. we're, if you're listening to this now, we love you and we're thankful for you. Yeah, yeah. boy, 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 boy. I love Thanksgiving time. I love the holidays. Do you love the As holidays or do you love the food? I love, I love, I love the holidays. The answer I like is it. yes. I like holiday time. I mean, I don't know. The, 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 all, the whole idea of Thanksgiving is kind of like, or the history of Thanksgiving. Well, well sure. I don't care much about that. Right. But, uh... The, the idea of the idea of, of everybody coming together and eating food and being thankful and just having a good day of fun stuff and then spending all your money at stores like good Americans do. <laughs> capitalism. Uh, capitalism. And then going into that period between Thanksgiving and Christmas is just the magic season where everything is happy for the most part. <laughs> I hope. Is it? Crossed. Yeah, this is my favorite time of the year. Also... So many great movies come out. Oh. So many sequels come out, too. Boom. See what I did? Because yeah. we got Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. That came out. Uh, we got Rec- Ralph 2, The Breaks mm-hmm. the Internet, coming mm-hmm. out soon. You're going to hear that review you got any next more? week. Uh, that's it right off the top of my head. You got any more? I can't think of any out there. No, There's no Star I'm Wars sure there are more. this December. <clears throat> no, not this time. I mean... There's just a lot of movies. There's also award yeah. movie season, because everybody's throwing their movies out for the Oscars. You made Which a list, we'll be doing another Oscar show early next year. I'm excited for that. Uh, um, I did make a list. I need to see that list. Okay, it's very short right now. I just started it yesterday, but it's got... I mean, I don't know. Some people would say it's probably long. Yeah, most people don't go see they don't. a lot of movies. No, most people don't go as often as we do. No. But it's, it is it is our our uh, burden to bear. We should have, a uh, in addition to the Oscars movie, we should have like an end of the year uh, what our favorite movies were. I agree. I like that. I think a lot about different like we don't have bonus to ju- things. Yeah. I, we don't have I to just do. be about sequels, just movie stuff in general. Sure. Yeah, I, I have some ideas for, for next year that I haven't told you all yet. So. Oh, that's good. So... Veto. Maybe I'll tell you. Veto. Oh, no, you don't get vetoes in this game. <laughs> I just do them. No. Well, uh, shit balls. Yeah, I mean, we're not at the end of the year yet, but we're getting there, and yeah, maybe there's more stuff we can do next year, I hope. Hey. Yeah, well, because, you I, know, I'm enjoying this show quite a lot. I feel like at uh, at a certain time, we're going to hit the holiday, uh, holiday stride, and maybe that's whenever we can incorporate a few more bonus things, because it might be tough with uh, all the holiday stuff to, mm-hmm. to sit down and... and Schedule it all out for There's movies. A lot of stuff. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? We yeah, we might have to take a, a couple week hiatus. I don't know. Yeah. Once you know Christmas time and hits and all that, we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. Um, That's the most planning we've ever done for this show. I know. All on tape. 
Or what are you, you? It's not a tape anymore. All on reel to reel. Yes, we still record <laughs> reel to reel. Um, but no, Christmas is exciting. Yeah, um, I, I love this time of year for more than one reason, other than being like it's the peak movie season. It's it's also just you know just a good time all around. So yeah. I just want pie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, it. What movies have has everyone seen recently? We'll get into the the beef of this discussion in a bit, but I, I like this. I just recently saw The Grinch today. Oh, so you're you're like kicking off the holiday season then. This, this uh, that's the new uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays the the Grinch. And I would not I would not know if it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Really? Does he change his voice or is it just not memorable enough? It's it's higher because Benedict Cumberbatch is very beep. But like yeah, but like he play he plays it kind of he plays his voice kind of high. So yeah, he does. British or American? American. Ah. So, oh, then I yeah, I don't think I'd recognize his voice I, with I an American recognize. accent. He doesn't do that a lot, I don't think. Yeah, and also Keenan Thompson's in it. Really, Keenan Thompson and Rashida Jones both are in it, and also Pharrell Williams. Who does he do? He's like, the narrator. Pharrell is the narrator. He is the narrator. Who is Keenan? Keenan Keenan's like one of the supporting characters. Oh. Who is Cindy Lou Who? Uh, somebody I don't know. Really? Yeah. Let's check the internet. Um, Cindy Lou, who's I want to see the young, the young girl, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to see the Grinch. I just haven't felt. I can't get there quite yet. I need. I think I might do it next weekend after Thanksgiving. I, we'll I but I honestly think that this movie really does kick it off for me, anyways for for the holiday season. So it's obviously it's Christmas. So mm-hmm. it just kind of just jump starts you in, right in there. Yeah, I want to see that, and uh, uh, I, I still want to see the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. I've heard, I don't know, I've heard mixed things about this. Yeah, I, you know, I just have to go in now and try okay. it because, well, you know, there's a lot of mixed reviews and mixed is generous about Fantastic Beasts 2 right now. Uh, I loved it. I think we're going to come back to that one and people are going to see the whole franchise and go, so. okay, let's reevaluate yeah. this. Like, okay. Because again, we've talked about this. Yeah. We, we and I didn't really get a chance to talk, but she's a novelist. She's not a film writer. Sure. That's not her trade. Sure. She's, this is her second film that she's written. My opinion is that it sets up a lot of backstory that they're going to go towards the first one. And there's better ways to handle that. Uh-huh. But as a novelist, she handled it the way that I think she knows how. And and I think that looking forward for her, mm-hmm. this is the movie to set it up forward. And mm-hmm. it's the bridge between one and all of the things that are going to be connected in three, four, and five. Is there, yeah. is there going to be that many? Yeah, there there's, five, there's yeah. five planned. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what they're going for. I mean, this is, the first one ended in a cliffhanger. This one ends in a cliffhanger. Uh, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of how the story goes. And Spoiler alert. I read a, I read a review that said something along the lines of the movie starts out like right away into the, into the deep of it all, the thick of it. And if you aren't super familiar with the franchise, you'll probably feel lost. And I just thought to myself, if you're not super deep with the franchise, why are you watching it? Yeah. Like that's I feel like this is not this is for Harry Potter fans. And if you go into Fantastic Beasts Two and you haven't seen the first one and you can't remember the reveal at the end, then why are you here? Right. <laughs> anyway. Well, and I've seen a lot of reviews talking about how she's going this is Proven that the franchise is eating itself alive is one that I just read, and then there was another one that compared it to prequel George Lucas. Yeah, and I'm that like, one offended me on a deep level. Calm down; it's the second movie in this franchise. You have got to chill. 
Yeah, it's, it's also... It's not as good as the first one, but it's not as bad as people are saying, I don't I, think. I will admit, I will admit that it's been a while since I've seen the first one, so not having been refreshed on this one, I did feel at times kind of lost. I thought the effects were cool. Mm-hmm. I thought the cast was awesome. Um, there were times when I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, and that's just me. Sure. That's just me. I probably broke a rule in there somewhere, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, the Harry Potter film series has there's 10 movies in the whole wizarding world universe between harry potter and fantastic beasts this is the first one that has critically negative reviews and you're gonna start throwing out george lucas prequel vibes right that's wrong Uh, that's that's no no unacceptable no no no. (laughs) unacceptable this is this is way better yeah well, I'm sure we'll get to Fantastic Beasts someday. I'm I'm looking forward to it and, and the whole Harry Potter franchise as a whole. But now let's go ahead and get into what we're talking about this week, which is Disney's Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Wreck-It Ralph came out in 2012. It stars... Um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. It stars uh, Jack McBrayer, Sarah Silverman, Jane Lynch, Alan Tudyk, uh, Mindy Kaling is in there, uh, directed by Rich Moore. Uh, really fun movie. Uh, really... Um, yeah. Different. Different. That's the word I was going for. It's a different kind of animated film. It's got some, when it comes to Toy Story, or uh, Disney, it's got some Toy Story vibes in that uh, it's these yeah. play things that come to life when people aren't looking. It's the most... It's like a it's, modern Toy Story. It's like to the, think of Toy Story as not modern. Yeah, it's like the most non-Pixar, non-Pixar Disney movie mm. like, to come, like to come out of their animation. Yeah. Um, Disney Animation Studios has really gotten pretty good they've gotten in the better. last several years you know they were they ruled the 90s and then pixar kind of took over mm-hmm. as the animation powerhouse in the mid 90s through the 2000s but now disney animation's coming back i mean they've got this uh frozen moana those are all disney movies not pixar movies no. and i think people confuse them because they're so good yeah no and uh I mean, they've kind of been neck and neck right there. So Wreck It Ralph, like Wreck It Ralph, for me was uh, was very fun, was a very fun flick, and it had to I had to remind myself at times that this is not a Pixar movie. Yeah, people, you can you, you can, can get very confused a lot. Yeah, you can really easily confuse it with Pixar, and it's not. And it just has everything of the same vibe. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and uh, no, uh, it's just a fun movie overall. Wreck It Ralph is about a. Uh... 1980s era arcade game called Fix It Felix where Ralph is a character kind of similar to a Donkey Kong where he's just kind of breaking things and Felix would be like the Mario uh, trying to save the princess from the top but he he fixes the building as, as Ralph breaks it. But Ralph is tired of being a bad guy. He doesn't feel like a bad guy, but he has to play the villain in this game, and it's starting to bother him. Aww. So he goes to bad guy, bad guy anonymous meetings with the other bad guys. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik I was thought, there. I thought that was so funny. Uh, who else? The main, the Bowser, most, Bowser. From Mario. Um, he just wants to be a part of the part of the game family, you know. At, at the anniversary of the game's release, Felix has a party in the building, and they all make a cake, but they don't invite Ralph, and that upsets him. So he decides to set out on a quest to get a medal so that he can be a good guy for once. And along the way, he meets Sarah Silverman's character, um, Vanellope, and uh, adventures occur. Yep. Adventures occur. Sure. 
So let's let's start with what did we think about it? Uh, Andrew just went into what he thought about it quite a lot. You liked it? No, I liked it a lot. I love, um, I liked it a lot because I love to play on the older games. Mm-hmm. There's just so much there because mm-hmm. you're just like, oh hey, you know, there's there's this and there's that. Like you know, they they played off of a you know Super Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. They played off of, uh, I, I want to say like Metroid. Like I used to play Metroid a lot. A lot of those old, older eight bit eighties yep. games. Pac Man was in there. Pac Man was in there. So I love that. I thought that was. I thought that was really, really fun. Oh my! <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was super sweet. Um, I really liked the way that they presented Ralph because it set up this world where, and I got mad at the people in the Wreck It Ralph game or Fix It Felix game because. They all are aware that they are in a game, okay? So, Ralph, in this sense, is an actor. They're all actors. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and they treat him... It'd be like if people hated the guy that played Darth Vader because he played Darth Vader and they didn't invite him to the parties and stuff. No, he is an essential part of this. He is a genuinely sweet man whenever he's not wrecking this building, but they're treating him like crap because of what he's paid to do yeah, in yeah. this world. So screw them. Mm-hmm. Made me angry. Yeah, I mean, in Toy Story, everyone's not afraid of Rex when Andy leaves the room. Exactly. And that was that was that that set it up to where I was immediately on Ralph's side, and I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Because mm-hmm. you don't really see that too often. Nope. No. Because, yeah, he wasn't a bad guy. He's just sweet. He's a big, giant sweetheart. Yep. He is, yeah. He gets angry a little too much, a, but that's okay. He's a he gentle does. giant, though. Yeah. He's a gentle giant. Well... Sometimes he's not gentle. He, but, did, he but, did ruin the cake. But still, though. <laughs> but I mean, that he, was kind he of... Didn't, didn't, he, he, he ruined didn't. the cake out of anger. But all of the stuff that led up to that whenever they're in the anniversary party and in the penthouse, like, he's a big guy. He said he's, what, nine feet tall, 600 pounds or something like that. Like, you're going to be klutzy at that level of bigness. And so some of the things that he did, he broke the steps, he hit his head on the wall. Like, he's not intentionally mm-hmm. destroying this place. He's just messed up. He's he's clumsy, and, and they're getting mad at him for being clumsy. And then he's like, I just want to be part of the gang. And then he's trying to be like, well, put me on the roof. And they're like, no, you don't deserve to be on the roof. And then, yeah, I'd smash a cake, too. Yeah. So he decides he's going to get a medal for himself. So he has to do that by leaving his game and going into other games. And we get to see this cool um, idea of the arcade world where they travel through the electrical cords. That go into like the uh, the power the power circuit. I love that, and that's like like game game central station. I think is what they called it. Yeah, where there's ports to all the other games, and all the games are game characters are in there milling about. Um, one thing that was sad was that the games that were unplugged, their characters were just trapped in the power circuit, and that was kind of sad. Yeah, but like an interesting idea. Um, so he has to go into other games to get this medal. He goes into a game called Heroes Duty. <laughs> which you could guess is kind of like Call of Duty or uh, Halo. A little, mo- little more Halo with the space thing. I was going to say, but, like, it looked more halo But the name was clearly, I think, based on Call of Duty. Uh, and we get to see how uh, 80s video game character deals with a uh, 2000s-era shoot-'em-up game. That was hilarious. I loved how, I loved how like, especially in the Wreck-It Ralph game, how all the eight bit characters moved. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, just, they moved very. They, uh, they, they moved very rigid. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. I like that. I just liked how they just 
they just clunked around. I think that was just that just added more to it. Yeah, well, and there's a scene where Felix meets um, uh, what's her name, Sergeant the Sergeant Sergeant Calhoun. Yeah, and he makes a comment about how good her graphics are, and she's a much more detailed, physically detailed character mm-hmm. than he is. He's more of a cartoonish. And she's more of a video game type character, so that that's funny seeing that pointed out. But yeah, the uh, the drama comes whenever uh, Ralph is off getting the medal, and somebody comes to play the game, and Ralph is not there, and they uh, they put the out of order sign, and then there's this big panic because and and so I didn't really connect this until the end of the movie, but everybody kept talking about going turbo, mm-hmm. and they didn't really explain until about halfway through the movie what that meant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they explained that Turbo Racer was the most popular game that came through the arcade. And everybody was playing it, and he was so good and full of himself. And then another game, another racing game came in and took all the customers. So Turbo, to get the attention, went to that game and started making ins and outs in that game. And it put both games out of order, and they took them both away. So they call going turbo when one game character goes into another game. And so they were all of the Fix It Felix people were like, Ralph needs to come back or we're going to go away forever. And Ralph is just off trying to be a good guy. He has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he runs into Vanellope. Yeah, he goes into the Sugar Rush game, which is kind of like a candy-themed Mario Kart racing game where he meets Vanellope, who is a glitch in the game. Which is an interesting concept. Yeah. She has a similar story of, you know, being the outcast and not wanted. But she also just wants to be a part of the game and to be seen as uh, a good a good person. She wants to be a good racer. She wants to win a gold medal herself. Mm-hmm. So. She's not allowed to race because of the fact that she's a glitch. Yep. If they see her, they'll unplug the game. Yep. Because she glitches in and out of the movie. It's interesting. Yep. And then, uh, what, King Candy, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Boy, he's a crazy man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, mm-hmm. I did not see the twist coming where he was Turbo. Yeah, that was fun. They did a really good job of concealing that. I, I, I thought he was just a jerk. And then, turns out, he was indeed the guy that they kept referencing throughout the movie. I was, I was very confused why this whole Turbo thing was a, a concept of the movie that they really referenced a lot, but also... It was referenced a lot, but not explained enough to where it was in the forefront of my mind. And so whenever it was revealed that he was indeed Turbo after all of these years was a really interesting twist. Mm -hmm. And that he is the reason, essentially, that Vanellope was a glitch. Which never really got totally resolved in my opinion, and maybe I just missed it. So maybe if you two have reasonings for it, then you can clear it up you see that he went in and messed with a bunch of stuff in the code. But, like, why make her the glitch? It was never really explained why he went after her. Like, I know at the I'm mean, based on the movie, the game resets once Vanellope finishes the racetrack and she turns out to be the princess. Mm-hmm. So I assume that he did that so he could become the king? Yeah, he is doesn't that what want... The in- yeah, I, that's what I thought. He didn't want her... Because she became... The ruler of Sugar Rush Land, or whatever, yeah. when she won the race, but he wanted to maintain his status as king. Yeah, that's what I assumed. That may, I mean, that makes sense. It was just never like fully expressed, which is fine. I mean, I'm an adult; I can infer that. But for <laughs> kids, 
Maybe the kids don't, kids don't pay attention. <laughs> nope. They do not. There was a lot of, uh, I, I noticed there was a lot of like adult references in this. Like, like at, at one point, uh, uh, who is the, uh, oh, who is the hero's duty? Sergeant Calhoun. Sergeant Calhoun said, come on, you pussy willows. And I'm like, whoa, hello. You know. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's one of those things that, that they didn't do occur to me. Kids. That's I, one of I, those I, things that they do. I, I didn't put it together that way either. But that's one of the things that I can see them doing for like adults, where like yeah. kids don't know what that means, but they'll laugh. But they got to keep adults in there interested too, because they're the ones ultimately taking these kids to see this. Yeah, but and I, so it's like whenever I look back on some of the cartoons that I watched, and I pick up on the adult jokes that they had in there. As a kid, I had no idea. It's like yeah. the Simpsons. I did. I didn't pick up on many adult jokes, or I—I I say adult, you know, like older jokes for the for the parents. I didn't pick up on many of those. I thought they kind of spent most of their time on doing that on having old characters reference that kids wouldn't get, like you know your your Pac Mans and your Sonics, yeah, those things that the younger kids might not necessarily know about because those games aren't really popular anymore with the younger crowd. I very much enjoyed the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope. Um, Vanel- I'm not a huge Sarah Silverman fan, but boy, she did really good in this movie as that kid. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought her voice work was really good. Um, I thought the character of Vanellope was really good. She made me feel feels. I was all upset for the way they were. I mean, she's a little girl. Yeah. And they're being so mean. And it just made me angry. And she was just always so sweet and upbeat and just driven, no matter what was going on, to be the best racer that she could be. And it was a really good message. Because, like, ultimately, these movies, the message that you can take away from is that just because somebody's different doesn't mean that they are, I mean, doesn't mean that they're bad. And that's what these this kind of movie is really driving home. And that message... You know, as adults, I mean, everybody always cares what other people think, but as adults, it's easier to be like, well, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But when you're a kid... But you do. You do. You still do. You still yeah. do. But, like, as a kid, all of that is just ten times higher because of elementary school and middle school and high school, and it just follows you. And it, it and as an adult, looking back and seeing what kids have to go through now, it just makes me angry. Like, kids make... I feel I sound like such an old man. But, like, kids make me angry with the way they treat other kids. These kids and their yeah. meanness. I don't understand it. It's just bad. That's no, just I your mean, real speaking kids are mean. voice. Where's the, where's the citric cow? Yeah, that's that's when you're not using your young person's voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, kids are mean. Kids are mean. And it just frustrates me because... I, and, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I wish people would see this movie and, and kids would see this movie and actually learn something from it. I know they don't. Because I never did when I was a kid. But I wish they did. And this is a good movie to really give you that opportunity to take away something from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some adults could watch this and learn something from it. Yeah. There are there are adult bullies, too. Yeah. What? There are a lot of adult bullies. No. And what? a lot of adult bullies get into positions of power. And no. You gotta watch for that. You're crazy. What? Get out of town. What are you talking about? That never happens. It happens more than people want to admit. Well. And perhaps... If you don't notice it, you're that bully. Ah. Whoa, megaphone drop. Think about that. Think um, about that. So I also think that... I, I didn't think Ralph was a bad guy most of the movie until he smashed her car. 
He felt like he had to. Though. I know, but that whole scene could have been handled differently. And I think that he just, I mean, I know he's not used to dealing with children, obviously. But he definitely could have handled that a little better. And so could have she. But she's a child, so she gets a pass. But, and I, and they did a really good job, again, of make, at this point in time, when King Candy's explaining the glitch. So, they won't allow her to race. Uh, Vanellope, because of the fact that she's a glitch. And King Candy is explaining to Ralph <clears throat> that if she wins, she becomes a character that people can choose. And it, the potential is that because of the glitch, they will complain, they will shut the game down, and and everyone will have to leave. But Vanellope, as a glitch, is not capable of leaving her game and so rather than being like all of the others that escape, she is stuck there and gone forever. And and they do a really good job of making you think that King Candy actually cares when you would learn later that he doesn't. And Ralph thinks that he is protecting her. So I get, I get what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's, he breaks her card to save her life. Right. So if you think about that, small yeah. price to pay. Sure. And also, just go back to that minigame and make another friggin' card. That's true. It's not that hard. You had a very easy time making it the first time. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, <clears throat> but for me, once she gave me my own medal, I don't think I could have... I don't think I could have continued to do that. Like, I think I'd have broke down right then and there. She knew I wanted a... If I'm Ralph, she knew that I wanted a good guy medal so bad that she went and made me one. Because I am her hero. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I could have handled it. Could not have smashed that card. That could have. <laughs> I could have smashed that card to save her life, yeah. I think I would have maybe tried to sabotage the race so she didn't finish. I would have tried to let her race, but like find a way to make it to where she didn't cross the finish line. What, make her crash? No, just... What other a, way is I just there? just give her a flat tire or something. Like maybe, she would crash! Maybe let the air out a little bit. Yeah, I guess That's still crashing. Yeah, but they respawn. With the glitch? <laughs> Probably. I would just, Because like, she doesn't finish the race. Just, like, snip the cables on the battery. That way, the car doesn't... You are both monsters. He said Hold battery. Up. I thought he was going to go brakes there for a second and then no. I was going to be real concerned. No, you snipped the ba- cables on the battery. The car doesn't even start. It can't go anywhere. It's made of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this doesn't really apply to the laws of physics. I guess I couldn't let the air out. We're getting way cookie. too deep in this. <laughs> I loved... I loved... Uh, Jack McBrayer? Yes. And Alan Tudyk in this. Yes. I love it. I think Alan Tudyk is like a very underrated actor. He is. He's great. He's great in everything I've seen him in. I didn't yeah. even realize it was him until I looked it up. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Like, I didn't even know that was Alan Tudyk. You you would probably find a lot of instances where you'll go, oh, I didn't know that was Alan Tudyk if you look through his filmography. Well, he's, a, he's a chameleon of an actor. And he does a lot of voice work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's good. K2SO. Yeah. He was K2SO. He was. You in, didn't know that? In Rogue One, a Star Wars I knew, story. I knew that, but like, yeah. But anyway. Uh, and know. it looks like he returns for Ralph Breaks the Internet as a different character. Oh, he's not going to be Felix anymore? We're not, we're not talking about McBrayer anymore. We're not? We've been talking about Alan Tudyk this whole time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he was also Alan Tudyk, Alan Tudyk was also in Deadpool too. Yeah, he played. A, he had a cameo in it. Um, Still though, he's in it. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Now you do. Like I said, a he's lot. got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, instances in his filmography where you you might be surprised to learn that it's him. But also, just I, I like Jack McBrayer too. I, mm-hmm. think he, I think he was a great Felix. Yeah, he was. He really fits that character. Um, he does. Jack McBrayer is almost a character himself, like mm-hmm. as a human being. Yeah. So anytime he plays a, a goody two shoes type character is hilarious because yeah. he just fits it so well. And that's that's Felix. Uh, can I say no one time? Maybe. <laughs> Fuck Gene. Gene. Yeah. Was the guy who gave Ralph the key at the whenever so. He sma- Ralph smashed a car. He went back to his own video game, and everybody was gone because they thought that they were going to get unplugged. This character named Gene is in the penthouse, and he's the one who's been a massive jerk. Like a, everybody was a jerk to Ralph, but he's been like king jerk. Yeah, he was. And then he, <laughs> everybody comes back, and or he, Ralph comes back. Gene's the only guy in the in the penthouse. And I wrote it down because it made me angry. Ralph was talking about how, uh, explaining his his mindset of why he went out to go get this medal to prove that he's a good guy. And he said, I was just tired of living alone in the garbage. And Gene looks at him and goes, well, you can live alone in the penthouse and then just leaves. And I want yeah. to jump through the TV and beat his ass. Gene was an asshole. Oh, it made me so, so angry. And you know what? Also, fuck Felix. A little bit. Whenever he's t- he's in jail and talking about how you looking at Ralph with a dead face going, you don't know what it's like to be rejected and treated like a criminal. And Ralph goes, that's my life, bro. And he went, oh, yeah, jerk. Nah, these people are selfish and I don't like it. <laughs> they are selfish. Okay. I don't like it a bit. It made me angry, especially that one with Felix. It was like. You get one negative thing to go your way, and now all of a sudden your life is upset, and you've been treating Ralph like crap since the 80s? That's his mm-hmm. thing. Felix, every single day of his life is the hero who saved everyone's lives. So one day goes wrong, and it really is his whole world upended. He's, he's literally given a medal every day. Every day he saves everyone's life. <laughs> That's participation trophies, Every man. single day. If it wasn't for Felix, the whole apartment building would be smashed every day. No, because they reset, so he's an actor. No. Yes, but like he still fixes the building, even even if he's acting a game. Like Ralph still really smashes the building. That part's all still happening. Sure, it's not fake. Nah, that made me angry. I didn't like it. Mm. Did not like. Just in that one part. Otherwise, Felix was fine. But that one part really made me not like Felix a lot. Mm-hmm. But he redeemed himself at the end. Yeah. Calhoun. They all learned. And I really liked the ending. Uh, whenever love- everybody was like, night being nice to Ralph. They understand a, finally that he's a nice guy. And he's going through and saying that his favorite part of the day is getting thrown off the roof. Because he can look across and see Vanellope. And I was like, y'all gonna make me cry. See? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Don't cry, Garrett. Too late. Uh, it just... I will say that this movie kind of... It made me uh, made me think a lot about Monsters, Inc. Because, you know, like... Uh, 
who's the big blue dude in Monster Sully? Sully. Sully is this big, huge, big, huge monster. monster. Yeah. And the little girl that he goes to scare just ends up a boat, boo, ends up loving him. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that just goes all the way throughout the movie. And even still, like the the ending to Wreck It Ralph and that are kind of one and the same. Because, you know, they both, they both end up friends Mm -hmm. and they both cherish each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph makes a friend. Ralph, makes, Ralph a friend. makes a lot of friends toward the end, after he proves himself finally. In yeah. the end, he is the real winner. He is. He got something better than a gold medal. He got friendship. Yay. Because what are medals anyway? Right. So, this movie was nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature. Didn't win, though. What did it, what it did win? Uh, that, that's, that should be a topic of, of contention, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the, the winner that year went to, uh, Pixar's Brave, which was not as good of a movie as Wreck-It Ralph. I have never there, seen that. There are most, on most occasions, you could say that any given Pixar movie is the best animated movie of the year. That is a fair thing you could say. Not that year, I don't think. Not if Wreck-It Ralph is in the mix. Because okay. even a bad Pixar movie is still pretty good compared to, like, a DreamWorks. <laughs> Cars or 2. Right, right. But it's still... <laughs> I'd rather watch Cars 2 than Shrek Forever After. All right. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It was up against uh, Brave, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, and something called The Pirate's Band of Misfits. I've never heard of that. But no... I've never heard of this one either. But it's by Peter Lord, who also mm-hmm. did uh, the Wallace and Gromit series. Oh, and look, oh, I love sure. And look at this cast: Hugh Grant, Martin Freeman, David Tennant, Salma Hayek. This is for the pirate one. Yeah. Wow. 3D stop motion animated swashbuckler comedy. Anyway, I feel like I'm sold. I heard. I I don't know much about Frank and Weenie. I've heard from Paranorman is pretty good. Obviously, Wreck It Ralph is good. Is Brave really the best picture that year? I don't. I've never seen Brave. I don't either. think so, Tim. I don't have think you, so. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's generally considered one of the on the lower end of Pixar films. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know about that mess. I don't know about that. That's interesting. All right. Anyway, let's look at the box office for Wreck It Ralph, shall we? It's good. It is good. Very good. Wreck It Ralph came out. Um, Oh, goodness. November 2nd, 2012. It debuted at number one with $49 million. Other movies out uh, that week in the top ten include Flight. I believe that was a Denzel Washington movie. Yes, it was. Yep. Uh, that was okay. I, I liked it? Flight. Yeah, it was okay. I Flight that's, was good. That's where he's like a... He's a pilot who has substance abuse problems, right? And he gets uh, like he flies drunk, yeah. He flies drunk and he ends up crashing. Not a good idea. No. Not a good idea. Uh, Argo? great movie oh that's a great movie the man with the iron fists uh starring russell crowe i don't know that movie i think it's a boxing movie taken two (laughs) cloud atlas hotel transylvania paranormal activity four uh kevin james's here comes the boom hey oh and silent hill revelation 3d (laughs) so mixed bag that week Uh i'd say uh, Wreck-It Ralph went on to make $189 million in the United States on a production budget of 165 mil, 
Worldwide, it brought in nearly half a billion dollars. That'll do. 471 million bucks worldwide. That'll do. Big big hit. We totally see why uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet is coming out to a theater near you very soon. You had mentioned, I don't remember if it was on mic or off mic or what, but you had mentioned that you were not a fan of John C. Riley. What? No, no, no. When did you say that? And you why? said maybe you didn't say that you weren't a fan. You said that you didn't like him as much without Will Ferrell. Okay, so here's you basically it made it to me. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, but it's you made it sound like you didn't think he was funny unless he was with Will Ferrell. Okay, so first off, you are putting words in my mouth. That's but funny. Uh, you can tell me that. No, 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 no. What I I think John C. Riley, John C. Riley is a great dramatic actor. He really is. And if you want any evidence of this, all you have to watch is Gangs of New York, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, and even Chicago. He is great in Chicago, and I think he got an Oscar nomination for that. But ever since he start, started doing like Will Ferrell comedies, he's been okay. He's been all right. But then he's gone off kind of on this tangent of just, a lot of just stupid comedy and he's been cast as a he's been cast as a uh, like a a supporting comedic actor who kind of plays the same person over and over again and I'm I'm kind of sick of that now when he's with Will Ferrell they're actually got good chemistry they've actually produced some pretty decent movies but when he's just by himself as a comedic actor I just can't find it that's that's my argument I mean John C. Riley, I I like you. You can do better movies, and I know you can. I agree with aspects of that. I think I think he is a better actor than he gets credit for, mm-hmm. and I think he could be a leading man more than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree about his uh, chemistry with Will Ferrell. Step Brothers is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my I life. I agree. <laughs> Still, I laugh at it every single time I watch it. I'm thrilled for the Holmes and Watson movie. Oh, where, where yes, Will Ferrell is Sherlock Holmes and John C. Riley is Watson. Like that's gonna be that's gotta be hilarious. Um, but you're right. He looking through his filmography, he does have a lot of more bit parts. I mean, he has a small role in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He has he was in Kong Skull Island. But I loved him in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like he yeah. he was he was great. But like. I'm looking at this list right now you have mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and between Wreck-It Ralph and, say, Ralph Breaks the Internet, there's maybe, like, two or three movies on that entire list that I that I've, that I know. Right. Even well, heard and of. a lot of them aren't starring roles. But, I mean, also, look at how many movies he does per year. That's true. The dude is a workaholic, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's got one, two, th- one, two, three, four, five, six movies from 2015 alone. So how about that? How about them apples? That's a lot. Sure. That's a lot. I'm also really interested. He's got this Stan and Ollie movie coming wow, out. Have y'all heard that. of this? No. No. Comes out, um, I think, at the end of the year, maybe toward the beginning of 19, where uh, it's about um, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Um, I, uh, Steve Coogan plays Laurel and John C. Riley plays Hardy. I love so Laurel and Hardy. I'm, I'm intrigued by that, too. That might be a good... This this might be a a good thing for him because I assume he's going to be comedic, obviously, yeah. and part of this famous comedy trio. But I'm betting he does a dramatic turn in it too, because sure. I bet we're going to see a lot of these these actors uh, 
in their personal lives in this movie. So I don't know. I don't know a lot about Laurel and Hardy outside of, you know, beyond their some of their work. But I've always liked Laurel and Hardy. I think they're funny. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know about their, you know, behind the scenes yeah, I mean, or anything like that. I mean, we know a lot about, we know some about the Three Stooges. I was just going to say, I hope it's better than the Three Stooges movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Three Stooges movie is just bad. Yeah. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it, John C. Riley, I, I love I love your early work, how you started out. Um, I wish you'd return to that every once in a while. It sounds like you just think he could do better. I think he can do better. I think he's got better range than what he's doing right now. Okay, I so, could agree with that. If you if you want proof of that, watch the movie Magnolia and Chicago. Well, do we want to rank it? What do you got? Um, how many candy made cars do we want to rank it? Easily four and a half out of five. For oh me. wow! Woo! That is high, Lordy. Um, this was fun. This was a fun I movie. I don't know if I. Um, uh, four and a half. Hmm, I don't know, man. Um, I'll give it, I'm gonna give it four. Four. Four? Four, four out of five. Four? I, I'm gonna go three and a half. That's low. That's not low. It's according to my list, that is a great movie. Is you don't think it's an excellent movie? I thought it was a great movie. What keeps it from being excellent? Let's talk him up. <clears throat> so, originally, I, w- I will say that I rewatched the second half a couple mm-hmm. of times. Mm hmm. Uh, originally, I was gonna go three, so I I talked myself up earlier, and I don't know. There's just I I can't fully explain it. For me, there's just something that is that is keeping it from four star range, and I and I could I don't know what that is. It just I think it's just a feeling that I have. Like I can feel like this is a four star movie. I can feel like this is this movie. But for me, this one is just, I don't, based on my list, I don't think that I can call it excellent. But I can definitively say every time. I think that's kind of how I would, that's how I rank them. It's like, how, how would you say this movie is? Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, it's a good movie. It was okay. It was excellent. But I, if, if people ask me for my recommendation of this movie, my wording will be, it is a great movie. And thus, that is where it has landed. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. But it has feels. It has... It's No, it's a it great has, movie. It's got, I it, has, it has laughter. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. It has... I'm not gonna... A very positive message. Uh, it yeah. has great action. It has even a little bit of romance into it. It's like the perfect movie. I don't know. For me, it was just great. <laughs> I hate that we're debating whether or not great is good. You're just being you're just being the old man on Dancing with the Stars. You're just being the old man who's giving it a nine while we're giving tens. Let me tell you what, this movie is. Uh, I don't know. He's not Michael Caine. I, no. I lost my Lynn. You're just gonna offend somebody. I had a good Lynn there for a while. <laughs> I could do Lynn fairly well. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's let's guess what the critics thought about this movie. I think they'll like it a little bit more than great. I'm gonna go with uh, ooh eighty eight. I was going to do 85. Woo! We're close. 88, 85. Man, I was going to go 85, but I'm going to split the difference and go 87. It is the 2012 movie Record Ralph. 87, with a critic score of 86, or audience score of 86. Boom. Shake, shake, shake. I'm not giving you credit for that. 
Why? You, you don't get credit when all you do is split the difference. <laughs> that's lazy. That's lazy guesstimation. You're just taking our work and splitting it. <laughs> I'm calling crap on that. Why do you think I go third? <laughs> I'm going to start going first. No. Third? Third. You want to go third. You don't want to go first. I wanna go third. You know what else I thought last time? One of these times, you or I need to do the, the randomizing so that he doesn't get to play the game as much. Which game? Where you get to sit there and know for a few seconds. <laughs> it's not fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. We need to, we need to ver- get some variety in there. <laughs> anyway, that's it for Wreck-It Ralph. That's right. it. I don't think we have anything else to say about it. It'll do. I'm, I'm very excited to watch the sequel. It comes out this week, November 21st. Uh, I'm sure that'll make a, a very popular holiday movie for everyone um, gathering with their family for Thanksgiving for the long weekend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everyone gets a long weekend. I, you know, I haven't like read read into what the plot is, but from the trailers and the title, I gather that they leave video games and go into the internet this time. So that should be interesting. There's a lot of like YouTube and Google and whatnot references in the trailers. So I'm sure it's going to be a cornucopia of internet references that may or may not be annoying we'll see i don't know how many meme references do you think there's going to be like probably that's probably probably enough to annoy me honestly i did see one because i watched the trailer today whenever we saw the grinch and i saw one about cats and whatnot and they they were talking about like cats make up like 50 percent of the internet something something in that nature i don't know but like that's how the internet used to be cats aren't really a thing anymore I miss the old internet. Uh, anyway, I yeah, I mean, early word on the movie has been that it's pretty good. So that's encouraging because I did have a fear that it could easily just be like lame references for 90 minutes and that would that would be the gist of it. But It, it could be a Cars 2. Yeah, it could just be, yeah, something that just like tries to trigger a reaction from the audience. Because you know, you know, in this movie, like the early crowds are going to be excited and they're just going to like cheer for all the references. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's that's only I I only appreciate that to a certain extent. <laughs> at, at some point, I'm done. So Ralph breaks the internet comes out soon. We'll be covering that next week. Uh, that's our first post Thanksgiving episode. Yay! <laughs> and then I don't know what we'll do. We'll see after that. Yeah, we'll get a new movie or yeah. or not. Maybe it's know. bonus feed. Maybe it's bonus. I time. don't know. We, we could we could we'll have to discuss we what that. we're going to do. We're the bosses. So we can figure that out. Kaboom. Until then, you can find us online on Facebook.com slash so many sequels pod and on Instagram, just search so many sequels pod. We are available on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. And if we're not, you can tell us and I can try to get us there. But I think most people listen on like Apple Podcasts. I do sound Spotify. Yeah. That's fine. And find us there. Tell your friends. Leave us a review and a rating. We like that. And until next time. Have one dynamite Thanksgiving.